This is episode 42 with Hanli Hofer of the Entrepreneur's Tribe podcast. We interview some of the most brilliant and purpose-driven minds in business and entrepreneurship so that you can learn how to maintain success, enjoy its rewards, and take it to the next level. Together, we break down all of the myths, legends, stories, struggles, and insights behind what it takes for you to join this tribe of successful entrepreneurs to grow and stay ahead of the pack. My name is Joel Ong, and I'm your host for today, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Tribe Podcast. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur's Tribe Podcast. My name is Joel, and I'm the host for this show. Uh, today, we have a very special guest. Uh, but before that, uh, if you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure to check out the description in the podcast um, in order to get the link for the channel. We will be, of course, producing the video version of this interview and releasing it on the YouTube channel as well. So make sure you stay tuned for that if you would like to watch it in video format. Besides that, we will also have uh, a whole range of tips, strategies, tactics, and various kind of like training videos and how-to videos of all the kinds when it comes to videos, when it comes to marketing, branding, and the sorts. And we also would be releasing a lot of the other interviews we do on this podcast, as well as all of the other uh, access to trainings that will help you get prepared and ready, especially during this, uh, this period of time where the lot of things that have changed. Now, today we have a very special guest. Her name is Hanli Hofer. And Hanli is a multi-talented television host. She's also an MC, a radio DJ, actress and model. Now, her main role has been the host of MTV Asia. So she has been presenting on many of his uh, very iconic shows and on TV. So if you have watched MTV before, you probably recognize her. Um, also, she is in modeling. So she has shot for local and international campaigns. Uh, off screen, she also hosts her own radio show on Power 98 FM in Singapore. And most recently, she started a brand new podcast. It's called Just So We Are Clear. And you should check it out. It's pretty interesting. Uh, and she talks about it more in this episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, besides that also she has managed to get also into acting as well so she has a lot of uh, main and supporting roles in locally produced dramas in Singapore now she's also an MC and event host um, she has you know spoken to audiences of over 30,000 people and she has moderated a ton of discussions as well um, so she also is very widely traveled because of her, her background and so um, you get to hear interesting things about how she uh, manages to engage with various audiences and uh, handle a wide range of topics. So uh, we talk all the things about how she got started with what she's doing, all the way to like self-care and taking care of yourself. So those are the important things you need to do, especially right now. So uh, you get to hear from a professional who does this for a living. So without further ado, let's welcome Hanli. Hey Hanli, so um, my first question to you is uh, how did you end up what, doing what you're doing today? So my journey started about I'd say eight years ago. I originally was a model um, uh, and then from modeling it was sort of a seamless transition into TV hosting and the story goes is that I was actually at a photo shoot one day and I overheard someone asking um, someone talking about 
the MTV auditions and MTV was, you know, the big role of mine that really kind of solidified um, my space in this industry. And just out of that earshot conversation, I tuned in with curiosity. Um, and then it kind of started from there, from MTV being with them for the past six years for being sort of their main uh, anchor, their main presenter for all that time. That really opened a lot of doors for me. Um, and through that, I just got to experience a lot of other, other opportunities from my acting roles to then eventually going on to radio as well for a little bit. Um, I still managed to maintain my modeling career on the side. And recently I also just launched my own podcast. So it's sort of media is the big umbrella, but the journey is ever changing and I'm constantly taking up new roles. Just as a quick plug to our listeners uh, and viewers, uh, what is the podcast called? So it's called Just So We're Clear. It's about a month old. Um, and yeah, it's truly a passion project. So the title is Just So We're Clear. It's available on um, Google Podcasts and Spotify. And it's me and my co-host, Marissa. And we're sort of, I guess you could say, tackling um, uh, topics that relate to all of us in a very relatable angle. And I dare say humorous. I think we're quite funny. And it's sort of this um, unexplored view of the modern Asian woman. And we're just having a lot of fun with it. It's awesome. So a lot of uh, brutal honesty and yeah. uh, uncovered truths about yeah. various it's angles. It's so relatable. Like I've had a lot of people kind of give me their feedback and say that it just felt like a big hangout with uh, me and them. Like, you know, we're all friends. We're touching on topics from like serious things from like body image um, to mental health. We're going all the way to female sexual health. We're doing a lot of profile pieces on people that we just find interesting. And there's no limit, you know? Sounds a lot like the T-top conversations. Um, and except that now is packaged so that, you know, more people can listen to it in their free time. Yeah. I mean, especially now, like if, with the whole lockdown thing, pretty much people are just consuming <laughs> Netflix or, yeah. you know. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's consuming or creating or getting inspired. So I wouldn't be surprised if after this lockdown, like everybody launches a podcast, which I also say, go for it, you know? Yeah, I started mine about three months ago as well. Um, just out of the whim, like I just decided I got to stop procrastinating and, and start doing it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I think that this whole COVID thing, because um, the whole narrative is like, it's very negative or, you know, like things are going bad. But at the same time, I think it's a good push to try out new things or... Um, create some new projects um, that you wouldn't otherwise do. Now yeah, you have like the perfect sure. excuse to... For sure. Like procrastination can only take you so far in this lockdown before you just need to be like, do it! So so my, my question is because, Hanli, like you're in the media or you're on camera all the time. I mean, it's your profession. You know, like you get judged professionally all the time. So um, how do you maintain that kind of energy or the state? Like... You know, how do you keep it? Yeah. Um, so this is an agenda that I preach often and I will forever because it's really important to solidify a good sense of self, you know, self-love, um, self-confidence. All that is really key in this industry because, yes, if you are a sensitive person, if you do let your insecurities get the most of you, it will be tough. Um, so I guess 
being judged, I don't, I don't focus on it. That's my choice. That's my answer to that. I, I just don't focus on what people are not happy with. And I really feed into what people are happy with. And that's just a state of mind. Yeah. And, and, and what about like, because I think some people may have this idea that a professional image of yourself is something different from you. You know, like it's, it's something uh, like a mask you put on that is not me. Mm. And then there is the flip side where they say, just be yourself. But what exactly is yourself mean, right? Exactly, you know? exactly. Well, like, just be you. And you're like, well, damn, who am I? So you're asked those questions really early on. And in fact, when I started with MTV, that was one of the questions I got all the time. Um, when I did my press rounds. And back then I was about 21. So at 21, I mean, you know, you're not really asking yourself, who am I? You're just going with yeah. it. So yeah, being in the industry um, and also at a younger age had to get me to ask myself those questions. And it was it was a really powerful thing to do, yeah. And, and what was, um, what was like the, I guess like one or two, you know, core driving reasons why you continue to stay on? Because it's really easy to get into something. I mean, the initial passion and all of it. But then later on, I mean, um, what kept you going this far and, um, and branching out from there? Honestly, I have so much reward from my work. I love being part of a creative process. I love being part of a team and just working in production. It's just, it's a real character type. And I'm sure people who are tuning in work in production know that there is a certain resilience that comes uh, to work in this line of work, whether you are in front of the camera or whether you're behind it. But it's because of that resilience that you do have a greater satisfaction at the final product. So I have a lot of reward in being able to express myself creatively through my acting, be able to explore my talents as a host. Um, I also really love the freedom that comes with my job. Um, yeah, and just freedom to express. So that that's one of the main reasons I keep going. And uh, what was like maybe the biggest uh, highlight experience then? I mean, out of all the various ones that you uh, could think of? Oh, it's always really hard to answer that question because then I need to break it down into which avenue in my career did I have? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so many okay. of them. Maybe we could talk about that instead. Like, I mean, people get really uh, confused sometimes, especially if you do many things. Yeah. You know, like there's always one of the big problems of like yourself, like having a personal brand or, you know, like what exactly do you do? You know, because people, I think they try to fit you into nice, neat boxes yeah. Yeah. to try to understand. Sure, so, sure. So. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a loaded question because I wear so many hats. Um, uh, it really depends in my mood, how thorough I feel like answering it. Um, uh, but, you know, it's fun to be able to explore different avenues, wear a different hat each day. And I noticed that also, um, you probably have uh, traveled quite a lot for your work. And I think maybe this is quite a good reprieve of a topic for people who are stuck at home. If we, um, you know, we segue into that and I'm just wondering, um, what has been some of the most uh, exotic places that you have traveled to, you have been, um, and what were some of the, I guess, like takeaways or things you remember from those um, yeah. experiences? Well, I've done a lot of work with uh, tourism boards, and that's mainly been through MTV. Um, God, they've taken me to so many places. We've 
traveled extensively through Indonesia when we worked very closely with the Indonesian Tourism Board. And that brought me places like Komodo Islands, where I was literally recording and presenting my lines one meter away from a Komodo dragon. Like, just being cool when there is a beast to my right. Like, that was really interesting. Um, <laughs> there are also times when through MTV, I would go and work at music festivals, which is also a really exciting experience because the energy in a place like that is really infectious and also being able to be a part of the behind the scenes to get up close with the artists. Those are memories that, you know, you take with you. And then on, on top of that, sorry, I'm going on a ramble now, I'm like walking down memory lane, but with MTV, I've also had the opportunity to travel and host in front of new audiences. A few years ago, um, we threw a very big outdoor concert in Manila where we hosted in front of 30,000 people. Um, and so I was on stage presenting and introducing international acts to a crowd of 30,000 people. I mean, that's, that's memorable. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty much of a uh, big of a whirlwind. Yeah. I like the fact that you talk about the music concerts because it's like, if you're if you're down in the audience, the music's really loud. But then once you're on stage, you're like, the the music gets softer, but it feels it feels different, but uh, very special. Yeah. How has that uh like shaped you as a person individually? I mean, because for myself, like you talk about Indonesia, um, I remember going to the the sulfur miners in Ijen, and climbing that, and um, they were carrying like eighty kilograms of sulfur up and down for five, five USD a day, which is ridiculous. So um, that shifted me when I was, you know, when I was doing it. So for you, like, um, what have been some of those um, moments in time? Well, I guess it, I kind of got, to answer this question, I really need to kind of take the timeline back to my roots because I come from a household of travelers. Now, my father was a publisher and he published travel books so my dad's job was to literally travel. And by the time he had my brother and I, my mother and him, they were later in life parents. But because they had this like decades of exploring the world, by the time they had my brother and I, the idea of holiday and travel was very unique to their experience. Like we were not going to like club meds, you know, we were not as kids, we were not doing kind of like your typical family holidays of going to a beach. They made sure that we were, I don't know, like driving across China, you know, like, but seeing like farms, learning how people lived. Um, we have roots in Nepal. So just from a very young age, I was exposed to many types of living conditions, many types of income brackets and, and cultures. And I think that that translated well into being able to do what I do now because sort of by that exposure, by having a lot of cultures exposed to me at a young age, I'm now able to not see culture. And that's important, even down to, I think, any practice. You know, you can talk to anybody and you can be very understandable and relatable to a lot of people's situations just from what I've seen and what I know about the world. It's interesting. You talk about not seeing culture. Like I was trying to phantom it in my head. Yeah. Like I was trying to. I think I should find that. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that I don't see culture, but it's more. I'm not intimidated by uh, somebody who's different from me through cultures. I'm not. Yeah, I'm very familiar with to all sorts of people. Um, yeah, I think that was a bit. I needed a little refinement on that. 
Yeah, yeah, like a, like a chameleon. Like you know, a chameleon. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Can you talk to us about you know like um your your practice of self care? Mm-hmm. How do you take care of yourself? Because I think a lot of people are stressed out. They are yeah. anxious. They are worried, and um, it's it's a habit, right? Like anything. So for you, um, what what are those things? Mm. Well, wellness and health is very much a three sixty angle. You know, you can't you can't focus on one thing and expect that to help all your other situations. You know, if you if you want to look at it from that sort of sphere, you need to look at all the angles. So mental health, um, physical health, you know, spiritual health, whatever that means to anybody. Um, and it's about finding habits within those three that you can just regularly practice. So for me, uh, physical health would be movement, whether it's yoga, whether it's going for a run, try to get that done every day. Um, uh, physical, I mean, or spiritual health could be meditation, or it could just be, you know, being online and, and listening to uh, YouTube videos from uh, <laughs> monks or people who have, you know, kind of an authority on different types of spiritualism or just meditation or journaling. So it's really about finding a little bit of what works for you on all these different angles to just kind of create that balance. It's really unique for person. Just, just curious, like what kind of a meditation do you do? Oh, right now it's just very basic, like guided meditation. I use Headspace. Um, oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's space, calm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you tried insight as well? There's like an insight timer. He has those, uh, yeah, it's a lot of uh, chimes, right? Like the chimes yeah. thing and open source. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, have, I don't use that one, but I have heard about it because my friends and I compare apps. Yeah, Headspace works for me, but I'm open to try other ones. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, my, my friends told me about this uh, headband before. It's called Muse headband. Like it's an EEG device huh. that measures your brain waves so that like when you're calm, it, uh, it chirps birds out from your phone. <laughs> Like uh, you connect it on Bluetooth to your phone, so you know when you are in a uh, theta brainwaves yeah. when you're in meditative and creative state, and you know when you're out of it because the the rainfall or the sea waves will get noisier, and when you're calmer, it will get quieter. So it's like a real. Does it then adjust the noise to balance your state of mind, or does it just reflect your state of mind? It reflects. Oh, cool. So it helps you to um, get more self aware on when you are feeling anxious and calm and modulate accordingly. Interesting. I wonder what the sound for anxiousness is because I think that everybody's feeling a little anxious at these times. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's really interesting. Like They have different soundscapes. Mm-hmm. So you have like rainforest or you could get like the beach or the desert and then uh, it would play those sounds accordingly. Uh, but it's really... F- uh, unless you have been practicing it for I guess like a year or longer because what happens is that like when you get when you hear the sounds get louder you get even more anxious <laughs> so it doesn't really help you yeah because then you're like oh my god I'm anxious why am I being anxious and then you can yeah and but then if you if you if you've gotten used to um you know self-regulating yourself better then it really helps because you you realize that uh you can get calm in this period of time but what happens also is another pitfall is that 
when you hear birds, you get too excited and then you you stop being calm anymore. Yeah. So it trains you to, um, I think, be detached from the outcomes of situations. So it's really, it's really interesting. Muse, uh, M-U-S-E. Headband. Yeah. Cool. And it's, uh, it's portable. So uh, you could just chuck it into your luggage and then carry it around. Yeah. Um, but like as a heads up to the listeners and yourself, uh, get it on a sale <laughs> because it's really cheap on a sale. So like Mother's Day sale, uh, Black Friday sale. Do you what? have one yet? I do. Oh, wow. They downsize it from the hospital ones into like a portable uh, headband that you just wear. Any kind of practice you want to, it's more like just a device to, like you say, like reflect your state. So it's pretty interesting. Oh my God, I'm, act- I'm going to look into this after our chat. And what's next for you? Sometime next week, I'm hosting a conversation. I'm teaming up with Brock and Bells and they've taken their event space. And I mean, because they have a community They've taken their platform. Are you familiar with Brock and Bells, by the way, in case I... Not okay, really. So this is a yeah. quick rundown of this brand. Um, uh, it's sort of a platform for people who are in the wellness and light, and active lifestyle um, who just want to connect with like-minded people. I believe it started because the girl who, who kicked it off, her name's Jazz, um, couldn't, didn't, didn't like Tinder <laughs> or something like that. So she just wanted to create a, a place to connect with people who shared her interests, which was fitness. So anyway, Brock and Bells, this fitness orientated connecting platform. I'll be hosting um, an event with them next week on Zoom. So yeah, that'll be my first. Pretty awesome. And just curious, honey, um, did you start the podcast because of the COVID-19 thing or was it like (laughs) I wish I was that um thoughtful about my timelines but no in fact the beginning of um Just So We're Clear started like two years ago I'm not even kidding it's been an idea that I've been really passionate and I'm pushing for such a long time but I was just held back by my own perfectionism my own procrastination and just blaming my timeline. But it really was at the beginning of this year when I was like, nope, no more procrastination. We're starting it. And we did. I know because I was like thinking, huh, if Hanli could uh, have fears and concerns about starting a podcast, when she's doing, been doing it for this long, I'm like, how am I going to convince people to start their own podcast? It's like bizarre, right? Yeah. <laughs> You have higher standards. It just keeps getting higher. And then... <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's true. You do so much research of what, what equipment to get. You do so much research of, do I need an intro song? Do I need an outro song? And then you listen to all these podcasts. You get overwhelmed with what other people are doing. And it really can... You patronize yourself because, yeah, it's it's always that first step to start. And the mo- the one of the key... Um, perspectives that really shifted for me and my partner when we keep this off was to just roll with it. You know, we can, we can always change the name later. We can upgrade our equipment later. We can change our theme songs later. We just need to start. And with that mentality is like, yeah, we can always change. We can adapt. That's when we kicked it off. And with that message, um, I wanted to ask one last question because we're running a bit out of time. How can people get in contact with you? Or, you know, even for your podcast, like what kind of guests are you interested to be interviewing? Because I think there are quite a lot of diverse range of people who tune in to my podcast. I have no reason why. <laughs> I, I really have no reason why. But it's 
Uh, and then when you realize who's tuning in, and it's also really rewarding when you realize that you are connecting to real audiences on a deeper level. Um, okay, so how to get in touch with me. I'm very available on my Instagram at Hanley Hofer. I've got my website at hanleyhofer.com. Um, I'm very easy to get in touch, right? You messaged me. I got back to you recently. Yeah. So I'm very active yeah. online. But for just so we're clear, the the Instagram handle for that is just so we clear. We wanted to be a little street with it, you know. And uh, and then for um, uh, our podcast on Spotify. It's just so we're clear. And the kind of guests that um, I'm really looking to have right now, there isn't a limit, but it would need to be a young modern outlook on a topic which is underexplored. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think that's it. I'm not going to put any boundaries on, on what that can be. Awesome. Yeah. So definitely get in touch with Handy. Yeah. Um, for future podcasts. Thank you very much, Ali. It's a pleasure so to be much. speaking to you. Yes, and thank you so much for having me. And I hope you stay healthy and stay indoors during the circuit breaker. It's against the law now. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, we have no choice. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Entrepreneur's Tribe podcast. Now, if you are a purpose-driven business owner or expert and you want to create more impact and growth, Head over to tapeyourtime.com, T-A-P-E-Y-O-U-R-T-I-M-E.com to download your free PDF on the top three mistakes that coaching experts make using video. Also, be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or share this with friends and family. Once again, I want to appreciate you for sharing your earbuds with me today. Till next time, bye-bye.